Today's interview is with Angela Ammons, a friend and frequent trail guest at Von Holten Ranch. This is her story about her two-year journey to win the Country Tough Trail Versatility National Championship. Angela has a congenital birth defect called amniotic band syndrome. She is missing several fingers and toes. Angela's fiery spirit is sure to motivate and captivate you. I hope you enjoy her interview as much as I did. Hey everyone, this is Brandy Von Holton, Big Boss Mare Podcast, and today with me I have someone named Angela Ammons. Is that correct? Ammons. It's A M M O N S. Okay, so Angela, I met her here at Von Holton Ranch. My husband and I own a horse trail riding facility in a wedding barn in Mora, Missouri. Mora is like a teeny tiny town. We're really close to Sedalia. She is an equine competitor. Okay, so whenever I've met her, uh, she rides actually something called a POA, not to be confused with a POS. Okay. (laughs) So POA stands for, what does POA stand for? Pony of the Americas. Pony of the Americas. Okay, so what is that horse's height requirement? She has to be under 54. 54 inches? Okay. She's not actually very short, like my... Um, Actually, I lied. It's 56. They can be 14 hands and under. Okay, 14 hands, and she's right there, right? She's at 13.3. 13.3. Okay, yeah. so if her hooves are long, she would probably yeah. be right at 14 hands. Yes. And she's a little powerhouse. Uh, her name is Roper. Roper. Yep. Okay, so and for anybody that's a horse owner, her horse is Buckskin. Correct. Okay, so I've uh, met... Uh, Angela, she goes by Angie. I met Angie at, I think we had a clinic here, was the first time I met her. And then I've always been infatuated because, uh, well, infatuated, I guess that's like a maybe inspired. Inspired would be like a better terminology because she can do anything. I mean, what all have you competed in with just your horse? Um, We do fun shows. We've done sorting we've done your trail challenges Mm -hmm. we've done versatility we've done ranch horse um we've dabbled in a little bit of everything okay and she is actually a rodeo horse so she can actually break away rope she i just don't hold up my end of it very well okay (laughs) but i'm learning (laughs) okay so um angie how old are you 50 50, big five. Big five oh. COVID ruined my party. Oh, no. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. So ready for that to be in the past. Okay, so here's the deal is um, last year, Angie actually competed in our Country Tough Trail Versatility, our national championship. Okay, so in that, there's three things you have to compete in. Ranch horsemanship, which is a pattern. You compete in actual trail riding, which we can't take anything out there that's man-made. So uh, she might have to back between trees, go up a hill. Uh, she might have to leave the herd of horses. So that's the trail. Um, a lot of times in horse competitions, when you say trail, it's a whole bunch of trot poles or um, timbers that are in the arena in like a certain pattern. But when we say trail, it's legit trail. Um, then... You also have to compete in obstacles, okay? And we try to make them very natural, okay? Like you might have to drag something, but it's in a a confined area. Like on the, we have a mountain trail course, or we could set it up in the arena. Okay, so there's three different things for them to compete in. Um, And then we take the score out of each one out of 100 
um, we'll say 100 percentage points, okay, and then we add them up. So last year, it was Angie versus a lady from Nebraska who had actually had brought two horses, so there was two entries. Okay, so there's only three entries into her division last year, and this year her division is huge. That's I think big. we have like, I think nine people at the national championship, and then throughout the year that division has had all the way up to 12 entries, 12 to 15 entries. It's our largest one. Okay, so national championships, there's buckles for first and second place. Okay, so last year you won first in what, ranch horsemanship? I won first in ranch horsemanship and obstacles. And obstacles, and then she ended up getting third in trail. Okay, whenever we combined her scores from first place, first place, and third place, she ended up third overall. Okay, (laughs) oh, it broke my heart. Oh, didn't do much for mine either. Oh my gosh, it was like not a good day because the the other competitor, her name is Jolene. Okay, so Jolene, we love Jolene. Oh, we love Jolene. I I mean, like it. We really, yeah, we love her. She's a cool lady. Um, she was like. Oh, I don't have to win both of those buckles. I want her to win no. one, and Angie wanted to win one, and I wanted her to win one, and the judge wanted her to win one, and even our point calculator, everybody was like, no. And the the margin that she was out of that reserve champion buckle, I think, was less than a point. It's point three. Point three. Okay, mm-hmm. out of 300 points, so let's put that into dollars, $300.00. 30 cents, a, a quarter and a nickel, kept her from winning the buckle, okay? So a lot of times whenever people are faced with things like that, I mean, it crushes your soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but not For about this. 30 seconds. I was oh, like, hmm. my gosh. Anyway, so that was last year. This year, she has come back, and I think you have won first place in every versatility that you have competed in here. Correct. Yeah? Yes. And uh, – and we're at the national championship for 2020. I know that I'm going to play these, uh, my podcast. I'm trying to get like eight to 10. And then, so we're a little bit delayed on that, but have you had a good run so far this year? I've had a very good run. Or I meant this weekend for this. The na- yeah. This weekend has probably been my best competition to date. Okay. Yeah. All right. My pony, she's got it together this weekend. Yeah, because <laughs> it's a female. I mean, we have some, you know, we're yeah. up and down. Even horses are up and down with you know, with their personality and attitude and everything. So, okay. So here's the deal. You know, Angie's in the running for a national championship this year. Now then, something that I have not mentioned uh, about Angie is Angie is actually missing a couple of fingers. Correct. Okay, so tell people what your hands look like. What do they look like? So on my left hand, I have a index finger and a thumb Uh and then three nubs to go with it. On my right hand, I just have three nubs and a thumb. Um, I was actually born with all 10 fingers, and the doctors in Iowa City made the decision to cut out the middle finger on my right hand Mm -hmm. so that my index finger would grow longer so that I had something to put my thumb up against. Because quite frankly, as long as you got a thumb and something to put it against, there's not much you can't do with it. Okay. And then my feet match my hands. Exactly. Yeah, so okay. my left foot has a big toe, mm-hmm. and then just nubs, and my right foot just has a couple of nubs, and then nothing else. So I don't have a big toe on my right foot. Okay. I was born without it, and 
What caused all this when I was born, it's called amniotic bands. And it actually acts like rubber bands in the womb before you're even born. And they start cutting your circulation off. So they cut the cir- it was cutting the circulation off to my fingers. So I, I lost my fingers before I was born. And then the highest amniotic band that I had was on my right leg. And it was about three inches above my right ankle. So my right foot was actually in the process of dying off. And I was actually in the process of losing my f- right foot. Um, but thankfully, it didn't develop soon enough before I was born to actually take the foot. But it ended up that I was born with a club foot. So um, I had to wear braces. I had to wear shoes with braces on them until I was probably four-ish, three, four-ish. And they just kept getting bigger shoes with the brace between them. And I had to walk, learn how to walk multiple times because every time I'd learn to walk, they'd put me in another brace. So, okay. So, um, okay. Well, inquiring minds want to know, you know, I always thought you had to have your big toe for balance. Is that some bad science? (laughs) It's some bad science. They're, they're full of it. Um, my children, I've got three kids and every single one of them got in a fight with their teacher in science class. Um, coming up (laughs) through middle school because you do the whole, you can't don't, you don't have any balance without a big toe and they're like, don't make me drag my mom in here. Oh, so. man. Uh, something that you were like, I don't want to show my feet. Go no. to your science class without some shoes on. But yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't mind about the whole hand things, but for some reason, I don't like I don't like people looking at my feet. Okay. The feet kind of weirds me out, yeah, I guess. So can. I can't, I can imagine what they do to other people. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so, you know, my dad's missing part of his index finger and he has used that to train so many little boys yep. he'll be like don't put your hand on that look what <laughs> happened and then he'll hold his hand up and you can just see the terror in their eye like oh, i'm never gonna touch that again or he, they'll be like picking their nose or something and then he'll put his little nub to his nostril and then like pull his hand out and be like oh, and the kids are like oh my gosh like he has used his cutoff finger. My dad lost his finger because he was pushing a lawnmower out of a ditch when he was like five or six or seven, somewhere around that, and the lawnmower rolled back on his hand, lost a finger, well, part of a finger. Yeah. But, um, okay, so <clears throat> last year, or no, it was, it was yeah, it was the end of last year, you had asked me to write like a um, sponsorship letter yep. because you ride a pony, and it's, yep. a, it's a business that has pony tack. Yep. And, you know, I was like, I loved writing that letter for you. Did you get that sponsorship? No, with- she went with more kids that year, and I'm I'm okay with that. Right. She was she was pretty torn, but she had a bunch of kids, and I'm like, just let the kids do it. I know, because most times pony. Yeah. My mom wants a pony. Well, a lot of horses are very close to being defined as a pony they because 14-1, um, 14-2, they are just over that pony yep. height, and there's a lot of um, cattle working horses that are that height, and she's at the top end of the pony range. So um, Angie has been, like, very open about her hands and everything because it's good for it's good for other adults to see. It's good for children to see instead of, like, hiding. I, I guess I'm not going to say, do you say deformity or do you say handicap or do you say, like, Things aren't, you know, what they're supposed to be. Well, how would I, you know, how does I say you got to work with what God gave you? Right. I don't. So. Yeah, I don't really. 
I guess I've never referred to it as a disability because I was never allowed to. Right. So I come from a pretty strong family, mm-hmm. and I know that they were pretty... It, they took it rough. My grandparents took it rough because I come from farm families, you know. And uh, I was never allowed to say I can't or okay. to not do something. Mm-hmm. And my grandma... God bless her. She <laughs> she didn't like left hand. She didn't want me to write left handed. Okay. So she would always. That's why I write right handed with. Yeah. With no index finger is so I can I'm actually ambidextrous thanks to that I can write with both hands but left hand gets a little janky. But oh my left hand looks like a chicken made it on paper yeah. <laughs> with like pencils tied to its feet. It's awful. So, so wow. So I guess we never Yeah, so and I guess we never really referred to it as any, any word. Th- any word. It yeah. was like, yeah, you mean the one that's missing some fingers? Yeah, yeah. That was me. Okay. And I've just never Man, I know oh, it seems like a lot of times people are really quick to you know, feel sorry for themselves. Okay? Yeah. Uh or uh, want uh, different, different, like, oh, yeah. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, as me being like a competition host, you've never asked me to modify anything. No. And, and I won't. No. Yeah, I, I ask sometimes to clarify the, the rules. So I, the only question I ever ask is, does it matter? Does it matter which hand I use? Because if it if it's going to ask for a specific hand, then I have to have a be, I have to have a different plan going into the obstacle. I do, I'm not going to ask to do it differently. In my mind, I have to figure out how to do it, but I'm not going to ask you to modify it for me. Okay, that's well, just me. Well, you know what it, it reminds me of is like I'm not very tall. Like yeah. some, if I've got to get something on the top yeah. shelf. I just got to figure it out how yep. to do it, you know, and then you've just got to have a game plan. You can't be in there like, oh, that didn't work out. Right. Okay, so yesterday, yesterday, bless one of my competitors' Mwah. hearts. <laughs> okay, so one of the obstacles was to be off of your horse, and then you had to walk up to this other person's horse while it's mounted. Okay, so it was our trail competition, and I try to put things in there that I've had to do. I've had to get off of my mm-hmm. horse when I was on trail and get – something out of a horse's hoof of a competitor of a person that can't get off of their horse okay so we recreated that scenario well then angie couldn't get the other horse's leg to get picked up it was like uh, i was like leaning on her and she's like oh my gosh and trying to get (laughs) this horse's you know that she's not used to picking up that horse's leg and one of our other competitors it's an older competitor and she's like just use your fingernail i just use my fingernail and i go right up that horse's leg anyway she said it twice and well the the other competitor was unaware that Angie doesn't have any fingernails <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't have any fingers. Okay, so I mean, she the end, she's got one good index but, finger, and but it doesn't. Yeah, oh, she, you do have a fingernail on that one. I, I do, but it, it's not. Long it's very, not enough. Yep. Yeah. Okay. She just tried to poke me with it, and I didn't feel anything. So, like she poked <laughs> exactly. me with a stick of butter. Anyway, she's got two thumbnails and one index finger. But then, whenever she held up her hand, was like, "I don't have any fingernails." And then, like the competitor felt so bad because she just felt like she just like offended someone and she was like oh oh." okay so then my my judge is telling me about this because they're pretty she's pretty close with angie you know we know that angie's okay and angie's like i can do whatever you can do and like i've been married i got kids i work you know she's in all this stuff right and so she was like oh don't make eye contact don't make eye contact because she was like 
Oh, we didn't feel sorry for Angie. We felt sorry for the lady that I didn't did too. know. I oh, did bless. too because, you know, I I can joke about it. There's yeah. no, there's no reason to get down about something that makes you different from somebody else. So I actually make joke jokes about it and kind of poke at people with it a little bit about things, yeah. you know and. And I always say, we were joking in the office here on Friday night, and I said something about, well, we could use sign language, but I'd have a speech impediment, you know? (laughs) Just things like that. So I kind of felt bad for her, too, after I said, I don't have any, you know, and kind of held them up and looked at her. And I know she felt bad, but she didn't need to. No. I mean, I wasn't offended in any way. She was trying to help you? She was trying to help me. She was trying to help Bless her heart. She she really was trying to help me. She was like, like, girl, if you just use your fingernail, that horse will pick. It's leg up for you, and that that person actually um, is like in the advanced division, yes. and and won the advanced division yes. yesterday um, for She's the trail. Yeah. She's awesome. I mean, she is seventy six, and I'm actually going to yeah. interview with her also because she is. She's a, amazing. She's amazing. Like she rides her horse in a bareback pad with a halter and lead rope, and she's seventy six, and she won the advanced division yes. yesterday. Yes. <laughs> so like she was totally trying to help you. She was. So. Okay, people with excuses. Okay, I have I have a lot of people in my life that they're like, I'm too old to go back to school. I'm too big to do this. I'm too small to do that. I I I mean like all of these things. And then I see you over here like I mean literally it's like you take your earrings out and you put like black underneath <laughs> your eye and you're like oh, heck no, I am not going to come to this competition and, like, and not win a buckle. You're, like, you, you get motivated, and I don't ever see you not doing anything. Every I don't even, whenever I see you on Facebook, I'm, like, what is she doing? Where is she at? Like, this girl <laughs> is doing some stuff. Like, what can you say to someone out there that, to make them basically shut up? With the excuses, because you have, you know what I mean? It'd be really easy for you to pull that card of like, oh, I can't do that. I don't have any finger. I can't rope. I can't ride my horse right. I can't hold my reins like everybody else. But then you're killing it. Yeah. How do you get somebody past that? You got, People have got to find it within themselves to want to. Um like I said, I was raised that the excuses weren't allowed. And if I wanted to be able to do something, I had to figure it out how to do it for myself. My parents didn't wait on me. My grandparents didn't wait on me. Um, and there's been some times that I just really wanted to quit. Last year being one of them. Mm-hmm. I had to, when I ended up third last year with a point, because of point three, <laughs> three points, I kind of had to step back and say, okay, how are you going to handle this? You can either go home and never come back, or you can come back next year and try to take some names on a notebook and and buckle them down, you know. What's going to make me feel better? Going home and hiding from it isn't going to make me feel any better. So you always have to try to find the positive. And I don't have, like, some magic elixir to tell you how to battle your demons you there's people out there that'll help you battle your demons if that's what you need um I've actually been going through a rough time professionally here in the last little bit and I've got to figure out I've been fighting that Mm -hmm. and so I've went and talked to somebody because 
I'm not going to let things get me down. And, right. and how you get that right in your own mind, whatever you have to do, you either find a hobby, you get a dog, you talk to somebody. If you have to, there's no shame in taking some medication to even out for a little while. Right. I mean, there's no shame in asking for help. And it took me until I was probably almost 45 years old to figure that out. The faster you figure that out, the better off your life is going to be. There are people out here that will help you. There are people out here that won't make fun of you. And you've just got to, you've got to find them. And if the people that you're with are making fun of you or not willing to help you, you don't have the right people. Right. You keep looking for those people because you're better off by yourself and, and keeping your bootstraps up than you are being surrounded by a bunch of downers. And I think there's a lot to be said for what you surround yourself with. Oh, do they? You know, I have heard that the five people you spend the most time with, that Mm -hmm. you are, you become a reflection of those five people. If you are around people that are depressed and sad, and nothing wrong about being depressed, you know what I mean? But you got to dig yourself up. Get up up out of it. Don't wallow in it. You ain't a hog. No. You ain't a hog. Don't wallow. You ain't a hog. You're not. You ain't a hog. You're, you're a get human. Get up out of it. You get up on them two feet and you keep walking forward. Even if it's only one step today, as long as it's a forward step, you did better than you did yesterday. Right. So, um, man, you know, talking about reaching out for help, you know, like I'm trying to like expose myself here to like help people. I mean, like uh, whenever my husband and I bought this family farm that hadn't been lived on in 40 years and we cashed in my retirement, mm-hmm. and we spent it in 24 hours. You were probably terrified. Oh, I went to a therapist. Yeah. I went to a therapist for almost two months, once a week, and uh, she just I just talked. I just talked and talked, like what I'm doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I just needed someone to be like, to listen, and I was scared. I mean, like, a lot of my immediate family is not financially ready for retirement and the fact that I got rid of mine Mm -hmm. and spent every dime of actually I spent more than that I had to get a loan I mean like oh girl it gave me acid reflux I cried but I I went to a therapist um then also like right now I I have gained weight I have gained almost 10 pounds a year well I'm not over here like you know, like happy with, I'm not, I, I feel sexy still. And I feel I am loved by people. I know that, but I'm not trying to check out early. Right. I am trying to get it. So I have a personal trainer. Um, I have about three people that I make phone calls to every now and then just to be like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, like it yep. just helps me. Um, you've gotten some phone calls from me I before. Have. Just be like, Hey girl, guess what I'm doing? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I reach out to people just because, um, you know, during our, our facility is packed on the weekends, but during the week it's empty. And like, I'm used to being around a lot of people. So like I deal with loneliness a lot of right. times people think, Oh, you're, having so much fun and I'm over here like where's my cat I need somebody around me (laughs) but I have always had a coach I've had you know I try to go to the Olympics as a heavyweight fighter I had a coach I did powerlifting I had a coach I have my horsemanship 
trainer now that I'm kind of um, here a lot. Like I make sure that he comes here because I need a horsemanship coach. I I take lessons. You know, like I have someone that I helped that I had hired to help me with marketing. Yep. You know, and I reach out to other people. Like I'm not over here like look at me doing this all by myself. Nobody I does have it by themselves. No. Yeah. I got hurt about. It's been four years ago now, and I have ridden horses since probably before I could walk, and horses have always been my thing. And uh, four years ago, I got hurt really bad and ended up in the hospital for a week, and it took everything I had to probably even ride again, let alone to be sitting here competing and things like this this weekend. And I ended up having to go to a um, confidence clinic. I met a gentleman named Raymond Helmuth, who I actually had a mental breakdown in his arena I was sobbing I was crying I was carrying on I wasn't getting on that horse and he just stood there with me and let me work through it and that was probably the biggest thing that I've probably ever done is let myself have that breakdown because I was trying to be so strong about it Mm -hmm. that I'd never actually healed from it and I came down here and I took a clinic I took Lee Hart's clinic right down here for a week his week-long one And then I took lessons with you. And then I've taken lessons with Lauren. And I was probably 46, 45, 46 years old before I actually had a professional horseback lesson. I mean, before that, you know, you taught yourself how to ride like a wild Indian kind of thing, you know. So it's never too late. You're never too old. You're never too damaged. Right. You're just never is too quantitative for, for people to just give up. And you got to just find what makes you tick or find somebody that can help you figure it out. So what was that gentleman's name and where was he at? <laughs> Raymond Helmuth. Okay. And he is in, he's in Iowa. He's up by Ames. Okay. Um, he does a lot of English showing, actually, and a okay. lot of uh, driving. Um, okay. He does, he does training, but he was absolutely amazing. And it, I would recommend anybody. I, Kim Blanton's another one. Oh, that yeah. can help you if you're if you're afraid. Right. If you're afraid, don't be. First of all, don't be ashamed to say it. Right. Because getting it out in front of you will help you take will help you address it. Just like if somebody's trying to label you with having a disability or telling you you can't, get rid of those people. Nobody right. needs that crap. No. But find somebody that can help you get through it. Okay. I, I mean, I know we had one this weekend. She's she's scared. She oh, needs yeah. to find somebody to, to help her, and I'm probably going to talk to her before I leave. Well, funny that you say that. Okay, so something that's um, going on that y'all don't know is, like, we had one of our competitors who already had some confidence issues. Then she came off of her horse yesterday on trail. Then she got back on at each obstacle and did the competition. So what what um, she doesn't know, because the competition's going on right now, um, I actually called her instructor that lives a couple of hours away, and she's on her way up here oh, to talk to her. Yeah, good. because I knew that she needed that. Yep. She didn't. I knew she didn't want it from me. She doesn't want it from. Um, she doesn't. She reached out to her that lady that I called yesterday. Her name is Teresa, and um, Teresa 
whenever I called her and was just like, hey, this lady came off of her horse, you know, her friend, I don't want to like out her. No, don't um, out her. I'm not going to, but um, <laughs> she was like, she messaged me like three times and then I wasn't able to call her back and then she sent me a different form yeah. of a message. So I knew she already needed her. Right. And, and she's one of my mounted archers, so like we have a relationship and I knew that she's really tight with that lady. So, um, you know, she's on her way. Like that's her that's your tribe, you know yep. what I mean? That's her, your vibe creates your tribe. Right. And if your tribe is bringing you down and you're the only one that's putting energy into it, then you've got to update your five. Your five people you spend a lot of time with, you have got to upgrade. And sometimes that's rough. I've had to cut some relationships with some family members that were bringing me down um, because yeah, I needed, my five needed to be, yep. Um, positive and supportive, and sometimes, sometimes that is and is not family. It that is absolutely correct. I've had to do the same thing because I always got the "you can't do that" or "you're not good enough to do that" or "what do you think you're doing" kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they are on the very fringe of my life right now. Right. You can stay on the fringe. But you're not coming into the fold and participating right. if that's you how you're going to act. Yeah, you don't get part of my soul. Right. Yeah. You know, that's if you're going to act is. like a turd, go lay in the yard. You're not going to be in the house. Oh. <laughs> there's so many t-shirts I can make with like, these sayings from you. Yeah. Okay? I'm going to start writing t-shirts for Brandy. <laughs> that's going to be my retirement plan. <laughs> well, you know, um, I've had people all my life tell me, like, you know, I'm with the full contact fighting, I'm I'm not five seven, okay? I'm five six in the something, okay? <laughs> like, anyways, most heavyweight fighters are at least six foot tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most heavyweight fighters fight somewhere between two hundred to two twenty five and I usually fought about two forty to two hundred and fifty pounds. And so I was short and thick. But what they didn't know is that I had more grit than what they had you know um like never judge a book by its cover i know that is like so kind of lay i know but dang if it ain't true it is very true oh i mean like the lady that is 76 you know our our oldest competitor i mean i'm looking forward to giving that blue ribbon out to her Mm -hmm. in a couple of hours whenever we do our award ceremony and people love it and I had a picture. We have another competitor here that's 70. So we have a 70 and a 76 years old. And I made a, made them take a picture together. And they're like, oh, we had to take a picture together because we're the oldest. And I'm like, that's because. But you're the oldest. You should be is celebrating that. Not- I know people that are 40 that are, ain't getting around as good as those mm. ladies are. You know, and I'm over here like, okay, well, you're riding in a bareback pad. And you're riding a Pasifino that's kind of nuts about being outside of the yeah, arena he's a little bit of a firecracker oh he she's is. got some guts that, and she is handling him yep. perfectly and like here they are and they're kind of like oh man we're the oldest and we're like man i want to be you whenever i'm 70 and 76 i hope i'm i'm 41 and i ain't riding in a bareback pad right <laughs> there's no way i'm riding what i'm riding in a bareback pad that's what i'm telling you oh. that's something that's something else people need to remember you never know who's watching you Mm-hmm. And you don't know what they think because probably more often than not, they're they're thinking admirable thoughts mm-hmm. and not negative thoughts. The negative's more in your head than theirs. Oh, most definitely. And so when they tell you it's really not your business what other people think of you, it's kind of correct. But just know they're probably thinking more positive and, and even maybe borderline envious than negative. So all that negative's in your own head. 
just oh, get rid of it. It, it. And you are, you can be so damaging to yourself. And that's, I've kind of went through that here the last few months. I've just, I've been damaging to myself. And that's why I've kept up with my, my horse activity and coming down here. I've spent more time at Von Holton Ranch this year than I've almost spent at home for crying out loud. <laughs> because it's my, yeah. it's a happy place for me. So I can come down here, I can kind of hide out. Nobody, you know, it's just, it's just my Zen place. So you, if you got to do that, find a Zen place. You know, it's not, it's not always home. You know, no. sometimes home ain't, ain't as Zenful as it should be. You so. know, whenever we go, we go on vacations and stuff. And then whenever we come back, we appreciate our own bed mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. I appreciate having my coffee maker with my coffee creamer and like how I like my stuff. I don't know. I like, and it just makes me appreciate my home a little bit more whenever I'm gone from it a little bit. Yeah. And then I appreciate my husband more whenever I'm away from him a couple of days. You know what I mean? I come back and then all of a sudden like these little arguments that I thought were important or dumb. Yes. You, know, you realize how dumb they were. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord, I done wasted part of my life on some dumb, com- you know, dumb right. conflict. Anyways, time's okay. Go- time's going to pass by whether you're happy or you're not. Right. So you might as well pass the time being happy mm-hmm. and finding some joy in life. We're all only going to get one go around, except me. I'm probably coming back as an alligator or some crap. But what is now? They're going to think you're a weirdo. I've got people probably crying <laughs> listening to this podcast, and now they're like, "Oh, wait, she's a weirdo." No, no, I'm not a weirdo. I just, I just think it's a shame if we really only get one go around. Yeah, you know. Man, if I ever get to come back, I want to come back as somebody's lap cat. I just want to lay around, eat, get to sleep, and then do what I want. You know, if I ever got to come back, I'd want to come back as one of my animals because oh, man, they yeah. live like kings. Oh yeah, no, they're all fat. <laughs> hey, <laughs> they got feelings. Her dog is fat. Her pony's fat. Yeah, my pony is fat, <laughs> and my dog is fat too. My oh. dog's got a dimple over her tail. She's so fat. Now. Oh my gosh. She's an old sheltered dog though, so I just don't. You know, have a hard time. Mama has a hard time telling her no. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, I will tell you, things that I've seen Angie do whenever she has decided to do something is she will make her reservation. She'll make her reservation and she'll be like, hey, I'm coming to that. I want to sign up for the clinic the day before. She has taken so many clinics with me. Oh, man. But you've, you've... You've improved. I have improved, you know? and I've learned. I've learned a lot from from you. I've learned a lot from Lauren. Um, you have to be open to learning. You know, some people get in their mind. Well, you're younger than me. You can't teach me anything, or right. you know. Well, we're close to age. We are. Lauren is tw- in her early. Yeah, she's twenty three, and Lauren is Lauren McCain, yep. and she trains mules, and she is wanting to do this. Um, mule breeding program so she's got her a jack and so but she's young but i respect lauren lauren is my um this year um she's been the judge that i've used the most and you have taken lessons and clinics with her and lauren actually helps me she's 23 now you know how many people don't respect uh, trainers when they're young which is dumb it's too bad oh it is too bad she's very helpful and and she's nice i don't eat right and yeah. I, I don't want anybody to listen to this and think these people are easy on me and no. we're, we're all 
happy pants and stuff over here because that is not the truth. They chew me up one side and down the other. But I got to be open to that because they're only doing that because they want to help me. Right. And they have helped me. Like I said, I just had the best weekend with my horse I've Mm -hmm. probably had in, well, I can't even remember. And it's been because I have worked hard this year. I have taken the lessons. I have listened. I've I've, put in the work. I've put in the work. And so. And you know, whenever somebody knows they put in the work, then if it didn't work out, then you would be like, man, I put in the work and it just didn't work out. But man, I have so many people in my life they don't put in the work, and then if they don't win, it's on like, the judge didn't like me. That yep. other girl, she fought a n- nice fancy horse, and I'm all like, I am so turned off by that stuff. Yep. I'm just like, now with us having this trail facility and hosting so many competitions, if I hear, the judge doesn't like me, the, ju- no, the judge doesn't care. You know what I mean? They're up there, like, I need to use the bathroom. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they're not even thinking about your personal, yeah. they're not thinking anything personal. And I know Brandy and Lauren both worry about that because they don't want to be, they don't want to show any favoritism or anything. So they're actually harder on those of us that have taken lessons and clinics with them because they hold us to a higher expectation. So I don't know what I'm doing hanging out with these people. <laughs> Because <laughs> my score, my score probably come a little easier if I just back off. But oh, now. they've taught me so much. I can't. I can't say that. But they do work hard at it, and it's been a good experience. And just find your people, keep moving forward, kind of thing. Because you can't. You're not a hog. Don't waller. Don't waller in it. Yeah. Don't waller. So, um, if you would, I mean, Angie is she's here at von holton ranch she does ct2v country tough trail versatility she's also at farming farmington sometimes yep, they're doing sometimes, some competitions yep. so she's around about she lives in iowa i do yeah i'm sorry no. <laughs> it's southern iowa it's okay good. it's almost yeah, missouri it is yeah she comes down here she knows like what restaurants are the best like yesterday i was like wow what where did you get this catfish? And she, it's in my hometown. Like where she, and I'm like, I didn't know they had catfish. Yeah. Katie's like, barbecue in Sedalia, Missouri <laughs> has the best catfish you're ever going to eat. Okay. You know, and I you was, can sit on a train like you're Sheldon while you're eating it. If you so choose. Okay. Oh my, okay. Sheldon from the big bang theory is what, cause he loved trains. But last night I had a piece of catfish because I kind of tried to avoid fish sometimes if it's in a landlocked state. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. I, I admit it. I cannot wait to go eat a half a pound of catfish <laughs> yeah. okay, in Sedalia, Missouri, okay? <laughs> so, all right, guys. If you, I mean, like, whatever you're thinking, like, you've got something missing. Man, I've seen women with scars on their faces, and they're just, like, devastated. And then I'm just like, what? I mean, like, it's, it is, it's a piece of you, but it's mm-hmm. not you. It's just one, it's one little bitty thing. I mean, like, and I know it feels like the biggest thing to you. You know, like, my weight is, feels like a big thing to me, but people compliment me. They love me. You know what I mean? And I, I'm over we here. We don't like, see that. I know. Well, I'm beginning, I feel that way because I hear it enough that like yesterday I was like oh I don't want to post this picture then I'm like that's stupid my mule stepped up up on a rock like Mm -hmm. she wouldn't do that before and now that mule trusts me I got a picture I'm laughing so like my mouth is open and like (laughs) my belly's squashed up to the horn I was like dude I know that there's a whole bunch of people needs to see that needs to see somebody going forward and people 
are inspired. They don't even realize, like, yesterday, the little girl that's been taking pictures so much, she didn't even know that Angie was missing fingers. No, she didn't. No. You know, and here She's taken pictures of me for two years. I know. <laughs> well, she just, you know, never thought. She's like, oh, she looks so good on this horse. She never thought to look at flaws. No. You know what I mean? And I know she's probably gotten a glimpse, but just didn't register. Didn't put it together. Didn't That's okay. It. My godmother always used to buy me gloves for Christmas. And oh. I'm like, oh, thank you. What the hell am I going to do with these? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, gloves, great. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think yeah. about that. You know, right now, the, the press-on <laughs> sticker fingernails. Oh, they have the uh, Color Street. Oh, yeah. I, I can like, make them last a long time. <laughs> yeah. You only use three instead of ten. Well, you're getting like triple the amount yeah. of, yeah. You don't have to buy very many no. sets. Better like lack I of color said, when you get it. Got to work with what oh, God gave yeah, you. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. So this right here is Brandy Von Holten. I love introducing you to other people that I view as big boss mares. And then we also are going to have some interviews for some guys because if they're, I mean, we can't have big boss mares without big boss men. Mm-mm. Okay. And we love them. Right? We do. <laughs> we do. All right, guys. Until next time, y'all uh, stay safe and I hope to see you on the trail and reach out and create a better group that helps you. All right.